The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. John Foster Dallas stated at the University of Indiana on June 13, 1955. He said, Our people, speaking about the United States of America, have always been endowed with a sense of mission in the world. We are a people of God's design, commission through our nation to spread the gospel. You've never heard that said before, but that's what he was saying. How can that be? No one has spread the gospel like the United States of America has. It's propagation, it's distribution, is living of the principles of Christianity cored into the very fabric of the nation where that man actually sat down, thought about it, and conceived the nation for the first time in history before it was. Foster Dulles continues, they have believed 
that it was their duty to help men everywhere to get the opportunity to be and to do what God designed. God designed this nation. Don't let anybody, nobody, no professor, no teacher, no president tell you this is not a Christian nation. They have to say that and fake it that it's not the faith it. The people have faith that it's not that way no more. You counter that. You profess it. It is Christian. And if you claim and you jump on that bandwagon, you're losing ground and you're going to be left behind. Because Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world today. 70,000 people per day are becoming Christians. And I could say each and almost every one of those far surpass the cradle Christian, the cradle Catholic, and those who are churched. Why? Because they're a result of persecution. They're a result of seeing something that they don't see either in their own religion or in the emptiness of not having a God that they find home. Christianity is the most persecuted religion with 500 people being martyred every day. It's the blood of the Christians, the persecuted, the martyred, who, who is the seeds for future Christians. And where is the church growing most? In these places where they've been martyred. What does that tell you? Put that equation here. We're lax, we're fat, we're lazy. We need a smaller, leaner church. It needs to be called out. We've got cows here. You've heard me talk about it. We take the bottom 5% every year that don't produce. They're not good. We send them to the slaughterhouse. And you know results? A smaller, stronger herd that will grow bigger and better than what we had before. It's the same principle. Persecution increases and Christianity increases. But not only Christianity increases, the quality of Christianity increases. And so this nation is headed toward trouble because it needs to be troubled. Trouble's not always bad. So when our lady is saying, a special time of grace coming, which she just said February 25th yesterday, in this time of grace, I call you to pray more and speak less. Let your life, let the way you live, prove who you are, that you're different from everybody else. As of December 20th, 2013, a Christian is killed every 11 minutes. Pretty incredible. Every 11 minutes around the clock. Christians receive persecution in 130 out of 197 countries in the world, particularly Muslim countries. Watch out. Watch out countries which are doing this. If you study history, you'll plant a lot of seeds. It's an attack against your own religion. The more you kill, the more we come back. And there's plans to take over the world by a jihadist and radical Muslims. You don't think the moderate Muslims are going to say, this is not what I want. You've got some Muslims, former Muslims, going around the country and going around the world talking about their conversion, giving beautiful testimonies of why they've converted to Christianity. The steps the jihadist takes is the wrong direction if they really want to grow. But that's the way evil works. So what reverses a moral crumbling from within nation? 
Why are many who were just two months ago against fighting ISIS are now in favor? What changed that? What turns the nation around? What turns these mentalities and opinions around? What made people want to step up and fight ISIS? The answer is simple. Persecution. The tragedy is, we have to ask ourselves, why do we always wait to be awakened by a great threat? We don't have to go this path. And so when our lady says, I invite you in this time of grace, or in this time of invitation, I invite, I invite, you're going to have a choice of invitation of joining her now or joining her later. And that includes many, many Muslims, because she's come from them. She's their mother, and, and she's in the Quran. And Guadalupe, Mexico, where she appeared, is named after Muslim River. And Fatima is a Muslim name because that was the name of Muhammad's daughter. Is that by accident? You don't think it's part of you don't think this is part of God's design? And we got beads that we pray on called the rosary. And the Muslims have a straight line of beads that looks like a broken open rosary. All it takes is a little shift of grace. All it takes is a little shift of mentality. Mariana said there's going to be a wave of conversion sweep the whole world. I lady told Eve on the night, three nights ago, I desire to call you in this time of grace, which is coming. And she's not talking figuratively about Lent. Yes, you can apply it to that. But her words go way beyond the present of what she speaks of. They're prophetic. Read Mariana, Mystery Revealed. Study it. Think about it. Why are you so laissez-quasi about everything about Medjugorje? Why do you not want to fast? Why don't you want to pray and love prayer and have it cord into your very full day? We wake up at five in the morning, go do our prayers. Last night, I prayed three rosaries during the night. Three whole rosaries. Off and on. Prayer has to be life. Prayer has to be who you are. Our lady says, live prayer. I love prayer. And you need to grow into that. And let that be part of what you do. Because we have a dismantling of our nation to make us very weak so that the salt that comes against us is going to be such difficulties and troubles for us that we will be persecuted in a way that some will die or many will die or maybe millions will die. I don't know. But I know we're headed for it, and the signs are there. This comes from the Washington Times on February 24th. U.S. military disseminated under Obama, only marginally able to defend nation. The U.S. military is shedding so many troops and weapons. It is only marginally able to defend the nation and falls short of Obama administration's national security strategy, according to a new report by the Heritage Foundation on Tuesday. The U.S. military itself is aging. It's shrinking in size, said Dakota Wood, a heritage analyst. And it's quickly becoming problematic in terms of being able to address more than one major conflict. President Obama's latest strategy is to size the armed forces pledged in 2014 so that the four military branches have sufficient troops, ships, tanks, and aircraft to win a large war, while simultaneously acting to deny the objectives of or impose unacceptable costs on 
another aggressor in another region. In other words, the Defense Review says the military can essentially fight two major conflicts at once. It could defeat an invasion of South Korea by the North, for example, and stop Russia from invading Western Europe or Iran from conquering a Persian Gulf state. But Heritage's 2015 Index of U.S. Military Strength took a look in detail at units and weapons region by region and came to a different conclusion. The U.S. military is rapidly approaching a one-war-capable force, said Mr. Wood, a former Marine Corps officer and strategic planner. So it is able to handle a major war and then having just a bit of residual capability to handle other minor crises that might pop up. But it is a far cry from being a two-war force. The consistent decline in funding and the consequent shrinking of the force are putting it under significant pressure, the report concluded. The cumulative effect of such factors has resulted in a U.S. military that is marginally able to meet the demands of defending America's vital national interests. The index report is part scorecard, part research tool. It grades the Army, which is shrinking from 570,000 soldiers to 440,000 or lower, and the Navy, which is failing to achieve a 300-ship force as only marginal in military power. The Air Force's fleet of fighters and long-range bombers is judged strong. Heritage says the military cannot fight two wars at once. The report said the Army historically commits 21 brigade combat teams to one war. Several years ago, that left just 21 more brigades for a second war and none for a strategic reserve. But the problem is more acute. The Army announced in 2013 it may go as low as 33 brigades, far short of the 50 brigades Heritage says are needed. The Army has been battered by automatic budget cuts known as sequestration. A bipartisan budget deal provided some relief last year, but the slashing could come back in 2016 without another agreement. General Raymond, Army Chief of Staff, has said that if the active force is squeezed down to 420,000 soldiers, it could not carry out all global commitments. The Navy would need 346 ships to carry out two large campaigns, Heritage said, but its fleet is only 284. At the report's release, Representative Randy Forbes, Virginia Republican, talked of all the technological advancements that led to complete air superiority in the 1991 Desert Storm operation over Iraq. Today, the House Armed Services Committee member, said the Air Force would say we are dangerously close to no longer being able to guarantee that air dominance that we could guarantee in Kuwait. If you listen to the Army, they will give testimony they can no longer guarantee. You talk about two wars, they testified they can't guarantee that we could win one war, Mr. Forbes said. The Navy will tell you if we get to 260 ships, We cease to be a superpower. We become a regional power. 
The Pentagon's base budget, minus overseas war costs, has decreased under Mr. Obama from $527 billion in 2010 to about $496 billion in each of the last three budgets. The president is asking for an increase in 2016 to $534 billion. The enemies that we have out there and competitors are making very smart investments accounting for their strategic objectives and interests, Mr. Wood said. So what is the purpose that we decrease why enemy to Christianity and to good and the moral order increases? It's an equation of trouble of the most gravest degree. You want another nation running the world and being on top? It's been said many times, well, we're not the police of the world. We're not the cop of the world. Well, if we're not there, somebody else will be. Well, you want Russia to be there, Putin? You want the Middle East, somebody there, Iran to be ahead of it? So why would everybody, regardless of political persuasion, not want us to be in charge? As Foster said, they believe, we, talking about citizens, that it is their duty to help men everywhere to get the opportunity and be and do what God designed. Nobody and no nation ever in history of the world has afforded other people what we afford them. We send our people to die for other nations and not only our own nation. Who does that? It's incredible how stupid we've become. How idiotic we listen to the debates and the challenges on these points. When in fact Obama said this very strategically, he was the first one that said it. We're no longer a Christian nation. We're made up of this and this and that. No, we are a Christian nation. You have the privilege by our blood to defend you to be of another faith or no faith. But we don't grant that. And I personally won't grant it to anybody that they put their religion into the principles of this nation. It is to be guided by Christian principles. It's based on that. Its constitution is based on that. The Declaration of Independence is based on that. All the earlier court rulings was based on that. Even blasphemy was illegal. Illicit marriages was illegal. The moral order was supported. When the moral order is supported, then God supports the nation. When we as a people no longer support moral order, then God doesn't support us. And we make really Ignorant, but not only ignorant, very, very stupid decisions to decrease our military in a time we should never do that. We hold a position as a superpower, and this report says that if we drop down to 260 ships and a certain number of grades, then we will only be a regional power. Can you imagine that? relegating ourselves to become a regional power when we have everything not to be that except our morals and the way we live blinds us to see the gravity of that and what we result this this world with Satan's power and his prodigies his, his capability to do what he did now through electronics and everything mass produce sin spread sin through printing everything he does if the United States of America wasn't there and I wrote that and they fired the first shot 
He's got to knock this country out. Once he knocks out this one country, the 197 countries are his. It's a given. It's no, not even a fight. So you better pray. You better open up your mentality to realize when Our Lady says, I ask you to get your children like to Yvonne. Pray more with your families. Renew prayer in your family. Especially pray, dear children, with your children. Or no, not with your children. With the children. It could be your neighbor's children. When they're over the house playing with you. Pray. You don't have to apologize. Pray, dear children, for my intentions, for my plans, which I desire to realize by my coming here. I'm coming here to Medjugorje. Why? Because Medjugorje is the center point of the whole world as this change of direction. Do you want to be on that path, walking it, when the rest of it keeps going down the cliff because the road ends and it crashes? There's two events that are going to happen. One goes up, one goes down. One's going to be resurrected, one's going to be a crash. The separation is to get you on one side or the other. Especially pray for our plans of peace. The mother prays together with you and is always near you, so decide, decide to pray more. Speak less, what she said yesterday, and pray more. And do what? Do the commandments. The next point is, she says, I am praying with you. When you pray, she prays. Incredible thing. You can be praying, and sometimes you hear a song, you might say, is somebody really in the background singing with it? Sometimes they have a dual singer, or the singer may retrape that twice, and that same singer may be, may be singing. You can faintly hear there's two voices, but you can't tell. What is God hearing if I'm praying, and the Virgin Mary is praying with me? She's saying the words with me before she goes to God's throne. God's hearing her through my prayers. I am with you and I am praying with you. Incredible words. Amazing things. And so it is. We have to look at metagenomics. We have to look at our economics. All of it is tied to morality. Frank? Yeah, it's true. There's a really beautiful image of Our Lady our Lady praying with us in our, our prayers and our rosaries and how important it is. I had someone say to me as, as many, many times they'll get, you know, how silver going to save us. People are going to come steal it. And there, there's a lot of worry and, you know, we, we can't get to agrarian. I mean, or just care. Hey, Frank, they may steal it, but at least you know who stole it. You keep your money in the bank. They're going to steal it. Go ahead, Frank. But the, the thing is, is that we don't worry. And in what I said, and I'd like you to respond to this because I feel very strongly about this and, in, in what you're saying today, Our Lady said peace won't come through the presidents. Well, how does peace come? I said Our Lady's calling us to community. And they kind of rejected that. And I think that the point is, is first we pray, then we prepare. But Our Lady clearly, to me, is calling us together to community. There's been many times in history where Christians had to go together in community for their safety. But now it's for this nation and the things that you know, in American history, you never learned. We can see Our Lady's maternity over this nation. And there very special things with America. We can see very special things she's doing now. But I think that peace won't come through the presidents. Peace is going to have to come from us supporting one another in community, supporting our lifestyles, and helping each other to, to love prayer, as you say. 
to, to get up early together and go sit in a cold field and give our hearts to God and deny our bodies as we do in Lent so our spirits can soar. But I thought maybe you could, you know, say what, what you feel about how Our Lady has shown you the call to community and like-minded people living together and praying together and supporting one another in an agrarian lifestyle. Well, they reject the call to community because they're in love with the world and the way it's set up. And like I said, the world is passing. She says everything is passing, everything is falling apart. And so what she's origin is back like it was, you said a minute ago, early Christian days. You you can don't think that people travel across on wagon trains, the nation, across this nation to out west from the east, that they wanted to stop and circle the wagons and get underneath the wagons of men and put the women and children in the center. They're forced to do that. They're forced to protect their little community. They had to make a defensive mechanism, physical environment, to fight those attacking them. And they waited, or not waited, it was a forced thing that they had to do. They, they, they would like to go on and make their community somewhere across the country. You can either go with that lady right now, find your little plot, set up, and, and make that happen, which requires sacrifice, a loss of the world's freedoms, but the gain of heaven's freedoms, because there's two, two freedoms, and, and restrict yourself by living measured, because true peace is living a measured life, having self-imposed measures that you live by, for the sake of being in a permanent settlement, instead of being out there in the world, and when you're attacked, you're going to be forced into it. Either way, they're going to have to do it if they're going to survive. It's not a choice. It's an invitation, and then it's not a choice after that. You're going to be forced into that situation. Frank? Yeah, the, the point is, is that, that now's the time to prepare. And if I imagine when people say these things, they have the ability to, to make some changes, and, and maybe they're being convicted in that way, and they're not making the changes they need to, to make. Everybody has the ability to give themselves over to prayer and to pray more and see what preparations it is that you need to be making. But those that have money in the financial system, it's clearly unsafe. It clearly doesn't have basis. Clearly, everyone cannot get it. Only, you know, the very fast and the, and the very nimble, once this thing starts to unravel, um, are going to get some value. No one's going to get full value unless they understand what it is our ladies come to show us. And there's true value in physical things. And you just don't want to be in a paper facade. You want to be into real things. And for those that have means or a lot in that system, this is why the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round was created, and this is what it's for as something temporary to say, I'm going to get out of this, and I'm going to start moving to these things that Our Lady's showing us. Well, going back to what a friend of Medjugorje said in answering to your question earlier, or in response to something that you said earlier, they could either contact you and exchange what they have now into the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round to have some type of safeguard, something that's religious, and yes, that could be stolen, but if they leave it in the bank, it's going to be taken no matter what. So the options are pretty clear as far as which direction is the right direction to go. So if people did want to get in touch with you, Frank, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Yes, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. 
and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. One sign to see where people are on the right side of right is not that they proclaim that or I'm telling you the truth, but what the reaction is to what they do. Archbishop Salvatore Cardellini in San Francisco required for the schools and the teachers, they had to have a moral clause in it. They couldn't teach about contraception. They had to teach the truth about marriage. And a firestorm opened up against him, spewing out everything, threatening to sue him, all kinds of things, all kinds of attacks. He's in what they bill as controversy. Truth is always built as a controversy when it's not controversial at all. The bishop is not controversial. Truth is not controversial. Those who make it controversial are the ones that's controversial. Don't ever buy into that argument, or if you hear somebody saying something about that, that this is, he's the cause of it. Truth is the cause to be on. And all these things we talked about today, you need to find truth. And when you see something persecuted, when you see something hated, that to me is a green light to go to that person and say they're doing something right. So people don't even know how to read or interpret things. One person told me, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, so Jesus had smoke around him constantly. So that was fire. In other words, you know, there's something, something wrong. It's not true. You can't go by a proverb like that. Yes, in many cases, there is something that leads to something wrong. But what Bishop Cadoni is doing is good. You need to support him. These are the voices out there that are fighting for what's right. We're underneath this in Alabama with Judge War Moore. He's fighting for what is right. And he says he is absolutely convinced because they say, well, the Supreme Court is going to rule against you. You're going to lose a case. He's not, he doesn't care. And he's concerned himself with he's going to be on the right side of history. It approved him to be right. So why do you want to go along or be quiet? Call Judge Wormore, the Supreme Court Justice of Alabama Supreme Court. Call and support him. Say, keep going. Bishop Cardellina, the same thing. Support this. Don't just sit on the bench. Be active. And he says, speak less. But those who have the voices of authority that can speak, don't let them sit there and be attacked the way they were attacked without somebody coming to the, the, the protection. Truth needs no defense, but it definitely needs your protection. Think about these things. Think where we're going, because while we can speak, we need to with our life, not with just words, but the way we live our life and the way we protect the moral structure that we may have future. And so it is with these two messages of Yvonne's and the 25th message we just received. It's simple. Pray more. Speak less. Live the commandments. Our Lady will pray with you. What a gift. What a beautiful thing. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. The left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.